like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Here we go. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. Heather, we've got guests back in the Zoom podcast studio. Who's with us and what are we talking about today? Yeah, I am so thrilled. We have two very familiar faces to me um, from my earliest childhood. These are Jan Waters and Stephanie Rottmeyer, and they are both um, exceptional in the early childhood realm. Um, they've both been directors of the School for Young Children, um, SYC as we, as we call it in Columbus, Ohio. And this school, which um, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or read that it's okay not to share books, you know that this school is what inspired the whole philosophy behind it's okay not to share. And they are the experts. I am merely the one that puts the words on the paper. So I am so excited. Welcome, Jan. Um, welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Heather. Um, and I thought um, if you just wanted to give a little brief introduction, each of you, of, of um, you know, what your passion about early childhood is or how you came into this world, this early childhood world in the first place. Stephanie was joking that, you know, she's never left preschool. Um, and then we'll get into some ideas about how views of play have really evolved because they, they're not a static thing for most of us. So Jan, why don't we start with you? Okay, well, um, my youngest child is 50 now. So this happened long ago, but I realized that people were putting their preschool-aged children in a school. And so I sent him to a school that he hated. He hated going there, he hated his time there, and he only wanted to come home. So um, I thought, well, that's wrong. And then my daughter, I tried her too there, and she hated it and did not want to go. And during that time, sometime, I heard about another preschool through an adoption group I was in that sounded fun to me, just fun. And I went and visited, and it was the School for Young Children, and I loved it the minute I went in the door. And never, never left. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wonderful. What about you, Stephanie? Well, um, I was just sort of like a clueless parent, sort of at loose ends, had no background in anything. Um, and uh, so my neighbor across the street said to me, your kids are the right age for preschool and there's a really good one, like three blocks over there. And so I just went there and enrolled them, didn't know anything about it. <laughs> I just took her word for it and it was close. 
<laughs> and uh, so that's how I got there. And um, I never left either. <laughs> it, it had such a welcoming, warm feeling walking in as a parent uh, and a very respectful tone to parents and children, I thought. And it just, you know, it sucked me right in <laughs> and uh, I never left. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much me too. I didn't know child development. I didn't know anything. I just liked it. And I thought it was a good place for my kids because the teachers were nice and respectful and had lots of toys around. Right. So I'm struck by how you both use the word respect. And that word can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. I mean, it can mean standing up straight and saluting and yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. And that's one version of what respect means. Um, what did you see when you say you saw the, the teachers speaking respectfully? They listened without talking all the time. And uh, they, they considered what the children were saying and if they could do something about it, they would. And um, it's like the children were people. <laughs> and um, I think that was the thing I saw that I thought, oh, well, they aren't talking down to kids, they're talking with the kids. And I like that. Yeah, and then the same with parents. So me as a mother who felt like I didn't know too much about what I was doing with parenting, really. And um, so I didn't feel judged. That's what I was worrying about, feeling judged as somebody who did, you know, did not know what they were doing. So I got that feeling right away. And so they were giving me respect in that way, you know, as a person that they were going to be working with. And uh, so it, you know, it was for the children and the parents as well. And I wouldn't leave, you know, it would be time for class to start and I'd be still hanging around there. And then I'd go early to pick up. And it just seemed like I wanted to absorb every, everything in that place. It, the teachers, how they dealt with situations that I didn't know how to deal with at all. And um, so I just wanted to soak it up. Wonderful. So, since you were hanging around so much, they decided they should just start paying you? Well, I kind of did that, yeah. <laughs> My third child was ready for preschool and I needed to make some tuition money. <laughs> and so I actually, uh, they needed a teacher uh, about the same time your mom was hired, Heather. And um, so I said, yes, I'd love that. And I did. And I didn't, I was scared. I didn't, uh, I spent a lot of time cleaning up paints that first year. <laughs> because I knew how to do that and I didn't know how to deal with a screaming child. <laughs> right, so I mean, this is why I wanted you both on is because you're, you're both presenting yourselves as good spirited yet clueless, you know, didn't know anything about child development, only knew how to clean up paint, but you liked the place. So um, can you share a couple stories of back when you didn't know what the heck you were doing, didn't know what children needed, um, you know, from your own life, what were you trying to do or make your kids do or worried about when you were that new parent? Because so many people are in that situation. I, I can remember wanting my kids to be creative and I'm not sure why I had that focus, but even before they were in preschool, I had paints around, crayons, let them play in mud, um, let them do what they like to do. And I, you know, I didn't know if that was good or not, but they liked it and they would be not bothering me for a while. So I would just let them go to it. How about you, Steph? I 
remember feeling like I wanted them to be happy. <laughs> I wanted them to have fun. And uh, to me, it was like uh, having them be outside, finding friends in the neighborhood, you know, playing with other kids, even when they were toddlers, we had a lot of young kids around so that they could do that. And then there'd be like an older sister who'd be watching them for part of the time. And um, they, uh, uh, I wanted them to not be fighting with each other as siblings all the time. So I wanted to, you know, have them be in situations that made them feel comfortable. I know that. And um, basically, other than that, I really, I loved reading stories with them. We did that a lot. And so I didn't have any kind of a direction for um, what I wanted them to know or learn or anything from me. It was more about just getting along in the world when I was first starting out. Okay. So looking back, do you see any, I have a story from both of you. So I sort of, I'm looking for the, you know, the embarrassing stories because now you are some of the most well-versed in early childhood, you know, in our, in our country, you're, you're among the, the cream of the crop. But back then, yeah, you had a few um, hiccups along the way. So Jan, one that I remember, and you'll probably laugh at this, was um, your oldest son, um, really wanted to play with the neighbor kid who was allowed to play with toy weapons. Um, can you, and, yes. and, and as I remember, I used to have rides in your VW van and I almost <laughs> picture you wearing tie dye with peace beads hanging off the yes. rear view window. I mean, you were all in for peace and love and happiness. And this You're was right. the early seventies. So how did you cope with your oldest son who wanted to play with toy weapons? Can you tell that story? Yeah. So, um, I didn't want my children to be violent and I didn't want them to fight. Well, the sibling stuff kind of did away with the fight theory. They just did it. And um, Mike had a friend from his preschool that he hated. At least he got a friend he liked. And the friend had an arsenal of toy guns. And Mike badly wanted one. And I said, no, no, no guns in this house. And then he went and got the toilet plunger and played with, that was his gun. And I was embarrassed. <laughs> so then I bought him a toy gun. And actually even today, Mike like, kind of likes guns. <laughs> so he just liked them, you know, and wanted to play with them. And he wasn't hurting anybody, uh, but I thought he shouldn't have them to play with. So what I learned from that is kids need to choose what they're going to play with. And then you, teach them how to do that without hurting people. And they learn. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the toilet plunger story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Running around the neighborhood with the toilet yeah. plunger. Exactly. So again, the child's ideas um, are leading you. And Stephanie, um, I remember um, you have two boys and I remember that was a bit tricky. Um, you know, you didn't know what to do with boys. You, you were expecting right. to have nice little girls to mother. Exactly. <laughs> can, you, can you describe, I mean, a lot of parents, I think, come to that, or even if they get the, the gender that they expect, they don't, they don't get the personality they expect. What did you, how did you cope with that as a young mother of suddenly you're parenting two boys and that's not what you'd signed up for? You know, as soon as I had them, really, I got used to them. <laughs> but my vision of boys was as a young child, um, like having boys pull my hair or tease me, you know, and so they weren't my favorite people. <laughs> so, but, 
you know, getting to, uh, you know, just having children and being with them. And so then I started appreciating the boy stuff, honestly. So it, it just was a process. <laughs> What's, what is some of the boy stuff that you had to get used to? That I think um, the, the fighting, it, that was what I didn't like, the, the sibling fighting. And uh, I think that I assumed that that was more of a boy thing than it is, you know, but, but um, so maybe that was one area where I really had to work and try to, um, I learned conflict resolution at SYC. So that's what helped me out me the too. most, <laughs> the very most. And uh, some of the other things that I found out that I loved was, you know, getting messy, getting in mud puddles with them, doing some of the stuff that I never thought I would like to do. And so, um, so that was part of the process too, accepting messes. <laughs> so when you both entered the School for Young Children um, as parents and then later as teachers, what were some of the ideas that, that were just different than, than you'd encountered before? What were some of the things that really struck you? Kids didn't have to share. They would make a list and I never heard of that in my life. I thought you made kids share. And um, but what I saw at SYC is that a kid could play with a toy as long as they needed to or wanted to. And the teachers would make a list. Little did I know that was learning literacy then because I hadn't been to uh, child development school yet. But um, it, it just was amazing to me that um, they didn't make kids share. And it made sense. The kids couldn't give up what they didn't know they owned. So if they knew they owned something, they'd be more apt to give it up or make somebody wait for it. That's, that's become thing. such a, a fundamental, um, you know, philosophy. Well, no, but, yeah, I, no other school that I know of does that. And really it's child development. They cannot do, they cannot give up what they don't know they own. And the first thing they learn is what's theirs and what's someone else's. Right. And, and uh, the idea of ownership isn't necessarily mean that they have a legal deed to it. No. Uh, they, uh, their name goes on a list. And uh, I think that sometimes they've run it into the ground, like they want me to save the list so they can continue their, their turn for five more days or something. But I think we made a rule that you can only keep it for the rest of that day, and then it would go to the next person. I was thinking about that, Jan, that, um, that some of the other schools picked up the idea of turn-taking, you know, as it's similar to what we do, but without the understanding of what the child development part of it is that goes along with it, you know. But I think that schools have started doing turn-taking with kids, um, so letting them have a turn hopefully as long as they want to, but, um, and so they're calling it turn-taking instead of sharing. What do you say when you encounter, uh, maybe more when you were director or, or anytime, when you meet a young parent who is perhaps a younger version of yourself, who uh, hasn't studied child development, happens to have a child or two, um, and is worried about certain things, um, what do they tend to be worried about and how do you, uh, encourage them because you can't, you can't uh, make this evolutionary jump all at once. It, it, it's a process. Well, I think listening is the first thing you do. You listen to them. 
And um, question, uh, why is this a problem, do you think? You know, and how do you feel about it? Their feelings about the problem? And then if I can, steer them towards child development about why the kid is calling their mother a dog or whatever bad behavior it is that they're doing that the parents don't like. They don't seem to understand that kids take a, a while to learn social stuff. And um, they don't come born with that automatically. And um, they have to have lots of experience with each other to learn that. And that's why I think preschool is good, you know, because they're around other kids, they aren't the only one, and they have an opportunity to learn about society and getting along with others, which they can do very well, by the way. <laughs> All right, so um, Stephanie, what do you find that, that young parents um, are nervous about and wondering about and, and trying to get their kid to be different? Um, maybe when the child's be displaying perfectly natural stages of child development. I think a lot of times, you know how it was important to me that I wasn't judged as a parent when I came in to SYC. And I think that a lot of parents feel that way when they first come to school with their kids. They want their kids to be polite. <laughs> they want them to, you know, call you a certain way, a name a certain way, like Miss Grotmeyer or something, you know, instead of your name. They're embarrassed for a lot of reasons about what we will think of their children. And so I think that that making a, a relationship with the parents, like Jan was talking about, is the the way to get, you know, the way to. Then there's all kinds of worries. There's so many kinds of worries I could never name them all, but um, they bring a lot of anxiety and, and worries about being judged. I think as a parent, or some parents do. And there's, you know, other kinds of parents are worried about, will their children be prepared for kindergarten by doing a play program? You know, so that's a big worry for a lot of, a lot of people that they might not be feeling judged, but they, <laughs> but they want something that they're not sure that we're going to be giving them in order for their children to succeed in the world. So, so that's a big one. We do a lot of bad parent education. We, um... I tried to teach Mike to read when he was three because he had a wonderful vocabulary. I thought he was brilliant and it was time to read. And he hated it. He hated every minute of it. I could tell he, he couldn't attend to that. He didn't want to learn it. I think he learned his name, but you know, nothing else. And I thought, well, this is a waste of time. And I didn't know anything about child development. I didn't know about the brain developing I didn't know what they needed before they could begin to read. And I certainly didn't know they couldn't read at three years old. Not very many anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's what parents worry about. I think uh, the academics, they'll get behind. Not understanding that the social part of uh, school is just as important as anything. Right. And, and I really, yeah. I would say that you're you're touching on a topic that's that's so big right now, especially. I mean, uh, back in the '70s, it was people were slightly concerned. My kids not reading, but now they're super super nervous about it. So it's gotten a, a a lot bigger of a worry for families, I think. And it might be such a big topic we should push that into our next week's episode. <laughs> Look at that transition, Heather. You're a pro. I know. Should we wrap it up here then? Yeah, we hope you will come back next week so we can continue this conversation.
This has been Renegade Rules. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh. Hey, we need your support to keep the podcasts flowing. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash support to learn how. One of the big things you can do is shop Amazon with the link we provide. You buy your cat food, you buy your kids' books, you buy whatever it is you buy on Amazon, you pay the regular price. We get a small percentage of it. Everybody wins. A lot of people are doing it. It really supports the shows, and we really appreciate it. Give it a try. Thanks. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.